Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Um, well, hello, listener. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for the pause uh, and the wait for a new episode. Now, you can either put that down to real life for me and Ian. Um, I've got in the way. Or you could say we've been convalescing after our talk about Chameleon. It could be yes. that we just needed to take a, a serious break from Doctor Who. Yeah, we had to question our life decisions, didn't we? Is this worth yeah. going on with? Yeah. So, is this the best? Um, no, real real life got in the way. Um, multiple times for multiple oh, reasons, yeah. you know. So, um, I suppose it's it's also it's getting to that busier time of year as well, isn't it? When you're expected to actually do things at night. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, a glimmer of hope on the horizon. Um, I'm still every other week doing a late shift, so yeah. it's going to be every other week. But. We have appointed a new bloke, and he starts next week. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. within a month or so, we'll be back, back to the to, old schedule. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back to every three weeks not being able to do one. Just in time for new who. <sighs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But we're not talking new who today. No, no, no. We're, we're off in, to the seventies. Yeah, we're in our wheelhouse, aren't we? Seventies. We've donned our flares. We've yeah. got our kipper ties. We've got yeah. our. Um, Shirts with enormous, outrageous huge lapels. Huge collars. Huge yes. collars. Yeah, we've got dodgy wallpaper up on the walls. Yep, yep. A perm, maybe. Yep. Well, yep, if I had there. hair, there'll be a you're, perm. You're polishing your Capri. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, this is, this is pre-Capri. Yeah, pre-Capri, yeah. Yes, yeah, if, if you like. So, yeah, we're going, we're going from uh, the start of the 70s to the 80s, looking at the companions. Yep. One by one. Um, one, one question I had at the beginning because I haven't prepared if you depending on your answer I will have to uh, make stuff up on the hoof um, do, are you counting the unit fellas no I've already Ooh, decided this um, yeah yes. no actual companions I know there is talk yeah. if you've travelled in the TARDIS therefore you're classified as a companion yeah, but yeah, no yeah. Benton no, no Brigadier no unit we could okay. um, we could do a unit special or something couldn't we anyway? I think at the end yeah. of, of the show we could do a unit yeah, yeah. When, we, when we run out of all the good stuff to do <laughs> yeah yeah so because oh, I hadn't scored them so no no arrange them nor have i so uh all right well let's go let's uh kick it off at the start of the 70s we're in color for the first time yes what a shock that must have been yeah for the four people that had a color set (laughs) we weren't us i know that no it wasn't us i didn't get a color set till 82 83 that is a long time without color so well the license was more expensive my my mum and dad didn't it was like it's not worth it yep as kids, it was like, can we get colour? No, it's not worth it. Listen to the radio, that's in colour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your imagination is always in colour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what's weird, though. When I picture back watching Doctor Who, it's in colour. I don't think of myself watching like the Tom Baker's in black and white, but I did. 
Well, do you think that's like, you know, you're watching them in black and white, but you're reading the target novelization and therefore you've got the color cover and... Yeah, I think so. I think your brain fills it all in. Mm. Um, because, yeah, I don't... I mean, it's like that old thing where people go, uh, do you dream in black and white? I don't know. I can barely... I barely remember what I'm doing when I'm conscious. Unconscious. <laughs> but, yeah, I never remember it in, in black and white. That is, that is strange. Mm. Um but our, yeah, our first uh, our first companion that we meet um, also made very nice chocolates. Elizabeth Shaw. Mm. Do you remember Elizabeth Shaw chocolates? Are very expensive, but they vaguely. Were very nice. Yeah, you used to get them in museums and things. Yeah, posh places. Yeah, posh places. Overpriced, overpriced, posh rubbish, basically. <laughs> posh rubbish. No, they were nice. They were all right. I used to like them. Well, Liz Shaw is not posh rubbish. No, she no, is a bit posh, but she's not rubbish. No, because uh, I was too young. I don't remember Liz. I remember, I, I remember from Joe onwards. I don't remember Liz at all. So when I used to read the uh, the targets, um, I didn't really know who she was. I didn't. So know. she was yeah. She was a bit of a forgotten companion until uh, Spearhead came out on VHS, um, and. From sort of first first seeing her then, um, I, I I think she's a great companion. I think she's very very underrated. Do you think you know Spearhead from Space has got a touch of the old Quater masses about it? Oh, and, 100%, and, and therefore, yeah. you know, you watch that for the first time. Anything to do with that story, you're gonna yep. like, and so uh, therefore I, yeah. you've latched onto her for that. I think that there's definitely a, a touch of that. You could see her in a Quatermass series. Oh yeah, she could be yeah. Barbara Shelley in the um, yes. in the yeah. Pip uh, Hammer version, couldn't she? Yeah, yeah. very much so. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think I I, I love that story because it was very Quatermassish ish. Is Quatermassish? Quatermassish. That's hard to say. You're turning into Sean Connery all of a sudden. Shailing into history. Um, Quatermass. Yeah, Quatermass. Good job he was never on it, really. <laughs> That's quite a mash. Right. Uh, yes, she's... Back to the plot. She's... Um, every, everything I... Because, sadly, she only did four stories. They were quite long, season seven. Um, but you never really see her talked about as one of the, the great companions. And I think that yeah. is the reason... That yeah, is the problem. I, I so. She didn't have a fair crack at the whip. If no. she had done another season, you know, as they moved further into the 70s, I think she would be remembered far more. But when you've only, as you say, got four stories. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of um, sort of breadth to her tenure, um, which is a great shame because I, I really like this. Because it was a, a revolutionary idea, wasn't it? Is um, they wanted a companion that, uh, and, and this is the self-defeating part. They wanted a companion that knew as much as the Doctor and didn't have to keep asking questions, but self-defeating because that's what the role is: is to ask questions so and, that the plot can be, you know, kicked along a bit. Yeah, and um, also wasn't it that John Pertwee wasn't happy yes, to have an equal? Yeah. He wanted somebody to ask, "Oh, Doctor, what? I'm scared." Or yeah, whatever. well, yeah, John, John Pertwee very much. I mean, in he's, in many interviews, he mentioned it. He he likes the sort of the the family feel of it. So he wants the Doctor to be the the mother hen, and the companions to be the little chicks underneath. Mm. You know, very very uh, very much his 
his idea of how the structure should be. So yeah, he. And, and I, there was. I don't think there was ever any animosity or anything like that. I think um, John Pertwee and Caroline Johns got on very well. Um, but yeah, they they decided at the end of her first year to replace her. But I know there was talk of her coming back for perhaps one or two more stories. But then um, Caroline Johns had gotten pregnant um, and she hadn't told the production uh, team. So when in Ambassadors of Death, when um, she's doing all the stunts over the weir and in some shots is her dangling over the weir, uh, she was pregnant mm -hmm. and she hadn't told him. So, which is a bit a big no-no because obviously if anything happened, yeah. there would be no insurance, people would be... So, so it was sort of a mutual thing that she left she didn't come back to do a couple more stories i think that would have really helped as well even if she'd have done a couple more stories in season eight that would have given in the eyes of the fans that would have given her a bit more tenure wouldn't it I think. Mm. yeah um, but but yeah I, I thought she worked incredibly well I, I i've enjoyed all of her episodes i always um and again it's not it's not fair you know, because she only did four stories, um, and one of them she was mainly an alternative version of herself. Um, but I always find her a bit cold. I, she, she, she has humour, you know. She has funny lines, um, um, and or takes the mick out the doctor from time to time. But I always find Liz Shaw a bit of a a colden. Yeah, I think there's definitely an aloofness to her, but. Unlike, say, Romana 1. I was going to say, but I, yeah. you could say that about Romana exactly, 1. Exactly, yeah. But... I don't think there was any sort of haughtiness to Liz Shaw. I, I th I, I, I've often sort of seen this where people say she yeah, she didn't really have any warmth. But I, even from her first scene, I, I quite like that she's got a sense of humour. Um, I, I, I quite prefer that. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have Liz Shaw's aloofness than... Uh, so a lot of Joe Grant's um, ditzy, ditzy, ditziness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I if I if I had to have if I had to work with someone, I'd probably want to work with someone like Liz Shaw. To yeah. be honest, do the job, have a laugh while you're doing it. But yeah, I don't want none of your hippie bullshit. <laughs> Do you think, um, I, I mean, when they like, you know, we've got a new doctor, we need a new companion. Yep. Do you think, you know, the fact that she's uh, a, a scientist uh, uh, and, and uh, highly intelligent, this is like just a connection to like Zoe? It's another Zoe. Were yep. they going for something like that? I, I think there was. Yeah, I think I think the idea was that if you've got a very clever doctor and a very clever companion you can do much cleverer things but the trouble is of course the the weak point there is then the audience mm. because you've got the audience has got to go along with your characters you can't just have the two leads going off and doing something and the audience scratching their heads going what what the hell are they doing they you know it's got to be you've got to take the audience with you so yeah i think there was definitely because they tried it with zoe but they rapidly with zoe gave up that idea didn't they and, and just made zoe a sort of a, a, a stock companion yeah yeah um, which i don't think they did with liz shaw i think liz shaw kept her wits about her character uh right through um which again might have been another sort of bit of the death knell for the character mm. 
Do you think, you know, you say about, you know, if, if you've got two highly intelligent, um, you know, main characters, the, the, the people scratching their heads and having to be explained to are, is the audience. But what w- would have happened then if you had a lesser intelligent companion as well? Supposing, say, Jamie stayed on and became the third companion with John Pertwee. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been good. That, I think that would have worked. And, and to a certain extent, um, I think the brigadier became oh, the, yeah. the slightly less knowledgeable. Not not an idiot by a long shot, but he was the one that would. Good grief, doctor! What are you doing? He he almost took on that that sort of trapping. Mm. Um, so I, I think it, it it can work story when it just makes it a little bit more difficult for the writers, doesn't it? Um, which is, I think you know Terence Sticks jumped at going back to the. Uh, the, the the more traditional companion role, hmm. um, but I do I it, yeah I do think it's a great it's a great shame they they could have done a lot more with this idea, um, uh, of she's as clever as the doctor, hmm. um, and they keep sort of they keep harping on that even in New Who don't they whenever a new companion's announced, they always sort of go with they're not going to be the usual screamer, yeah, uh, and they always turn out to be the usual screamer. Or if they're um, not, they soon devolve they soon, into one. Yeah, because that you know, sadly, that is the that is the role of a companion, and it's not a, a. I mean, it probably was a bit of a sexist thing back then, but it's not a sexist thing because we've got Graham and Dan, yeah, who are both very traditional companion. What's happening, Doctor? Yeah. roles. So yeah. It, it can work either way, but. But I do think you need that. You need someone to explain the plot to. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, with Liz Shaw, do you have a, a, a favourite story of hers? Um, I, I do like I do like Spearhead. She's great in that. But my favourite, uh, I think, is um, The Silurians. The Brigadier. He's blown up a Silurian base. He must have had orders from the Ministry. No. The government were frightened. They just couldn't take the risk. But that's murder. They were intelligent alien beings. A race of them. He's just wiped them out. Uh, it's probably the, the season seven with Spearhead that I've watched the most. Um, my favourite story is Inferno, of course, but she doesn't feature a huge amount in that as Liz Shaw. No. She features a lot as section leader Shaw, and she's great at that, but yeah, Liz as the character doesn't appear a lot in it. So yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, the Silurians. I, I do enjoy that. Because she gets to do some science, science stuff, she gets to do some decent stuff, and she also um, gets to uh, be disparaging about Bessie. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, this is a question for you that uh, um, we did on the 60s one, which is, would you like to see Liz Shaw come back maybe next year for the 60th? However they do it, recast it, you know, yeah. CGI it, uh, but, but have, yeah. her, have her in it in some way. Yeah, I think she, I know she was in The Five Doctors, but again, it's sort of at the time I watched it, I thought, who's that Liz Shaw? She was in Dimensions yeah. in Time as well, well wasn't she, she was, very yeah. briefly? Um, 
I think they could they could probably recast Liz, possibly. But I I sort of I I'd like to see that style of character. But yeah, I don't I don't know how you would bring her back. But I would like to to see her appear. Or if a mention of her. Fans. Yeah, a mention. Something. You know, I mean, even if it's something like you know uh, the the Elizabeth Shaw. Uh, scientific hall institute or, so, you know, or something. Yeah, institute, yeah. Because um, she is by far, I think, the least represented companion in television who. Yeah, and it's just not fair. Yeah. When you've got four stories, no. you know, you can't compare, especially with the next couple that we're going to be talking yes. about, who are in a yeah. massive amount of stories. Yeah, very, um, very long running. Mm. So, old Caroline, she's up the duff. Yep. Um, yes. She, she she's written out. I don't know, uh, but I don't know if there was audience feedback and the audience didn't like her. But for whatever reason, they decided to swing in the opposite direction. Yes. For our next could, companion. Couldn't get any more different, could you? Are we uh, are we uh, rating these, placing them? Oh at, yes. At sorry. The yeah, we were going to do that now. Yeah. Yes, on your list, which I did yes. give you. You did. Yeah, you very kindly because I'd forgotten. I, I put them in that order. Oh God. Um, let's go for it. <laughs> so. Um, Liz Shaw scores very highly for me. She goes straight <coughs> in below Ian and Jamie. So, second place. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that may change because there's some other companions coming along. But yeah, I, I think I've enjoyed everything I've seen of Liz Shaw. Okay. I'm sorry. I would need a big drink of uh, no, water no, you here. No, for it. Yeah. Was it? Is it the, the thought of uh, of Joe coming up? Or it's is the, it? the thought of talking about Joe Grant. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm going all peculiar and no heating. <laughs> yeah, so Joe Grant then. Yes, they decide yes. to go swing completely the other way and have a bit of totty on the yes. show. Yeah, that you don't get totty these days, do you? Really? No. But yeah, this was definitely they wanted a young. Would you say Dolly Bird? Is that more? That of a was the other phrase of that yeah. time. You know, yeah, because um, you saw these sort of style of characters on everything on you know on the buses, Morecambe and Wise, films, Carry Malcolm On films, Wise, yeah. yeah, Hammer even, Dick Emery, you know, Dick Emery, yeah. You Everyone could, you had a bit Joe of crumpet, any of didn't these. they? Yeah, bit of crumpet. That's it. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Is that does that phrase go across the sea? Do, do Americans know what a bit of crumpet is? I bet they don't. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> it's it's very British, isn't it? A bit yeah. of crumpet. I, and we're not talking about the thing you spread your butter on. Well, <laughs> you might, I suppose. Very liberated to yeah. say this. Uh, yeah, bit bit of crumpet in a short skirt. Um, they, I, it's interesting that in her very first scene, they really go out the way to capitalise this isn't this show in it because the doctor actually says, "I need someone trained," and the brigadier goes, "Nonsense! You need someone to pass you up." Your cup of tea and that, and then uh, Joe says um, <coughs> that she got an A level in physics or something. Or no, no, or something. no, no. She says she took it, but took later it, on yeah. she says, "I never said I passed." Exactly. Yeah. So this is this is them writ large saying this is an edu- uneducated person. Yep. Um, and but don't she thing, look good? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> that's what they're, I, they're, they're doing. Yeah. That's that's what they're they're saying is yeah is is never mind the. Never mind the width, field of quality in it. That's the, that's the sort of the thing they're doing. Yeah, look, look, look. She's in a short skirt. Um, well, they're saying that some of Liz's skirts. They were God, small. They were very small. skirt is um, more of a pelmet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She, Joe comes along. I remember Joe. So um, do I. Yeah. 
um, her and John Pertwee are my earliest memories. Yes. So yes. My, <laughs> my throat is bad. Yeah, yeah. Carry on, Ian. <laughs> have, you got, have you got a small uh, particle of crumpet stuck in your throat? <laughs> I'm choking um, on a bit of crumpet. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Joe was very much the the audience identification figure for the for the people to follow the plot, but also I, I'm not entirely sure age wise whether it's relative, whether it's true or not, but she does appear to be much younger than Liz, aimed at a much younger mm. sort of uh, group of the audience. Um, the the hep cats that would be in the coffee bars, I, I believe that's what the the kids do. Um, yeah, she was aimed at that, but she was also aimed at keeping the dads watching. And I something think that was for actually, the dads. Yeah, something for the dads. I think that was actually in the character description. Yeah, was, dear. You know, uh, audience identification, teenagers, and keep the dads watching. We'll get that phrase a lot, won't we, in the 70s? Yeah. Something for the dads. Um, I just imagine, like, all over England, the dads are sat there going, you know, in a Sid James way, yeah. in a cardigan. Um, but because some of those yeah. outfits jo- that Joe wears, oh, good grief. Because, of course, when they're making that, that's the explosion of glam rock had happened, yes, hadn't it? Yeah. It was exactly you, you could, the same time. You could see her in the audience of Top of the Pops. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, trying to avoid the advances of uh, dodgy uh, DJs and yeah. Mr. Glitter. And various paedophiles. Um yeah, she, she's very much a product of the time. To the, and there was a certain certain era where the uh, sort of mid-80s, when the 70s, that, that sort of decade, and especially the Doctor episodes, were very much looked down on. But I think it's come back around now, isn't it, where her outfits don't, don't appear as silly as they did in the 80s because people are wearing this stuff again. Yes. Everything's tie-dyed and micro-skirts and that. Uh, I mean, it's astonishing. I mean, you, you talk about down blousy shots. It's astonishing how many times we see Joe's knickers. Oh, good God. Yeah, we see, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's upskirty rather than down yes, blousy, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's, um, Luminic. I, I wonder, I mean, given given the, uh, the, the you know, the, the stuff that... Uh, Katie Manning did afterwards. I, I wonder how much say she had in her outfits. Um, hopefully, she did have a say, and it was her choice. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if, if yeah. some of it was hers. Yeah, well, it could could well be. Yeah, I know a lot. A lot of the jewelry was hers, wasn't it? It's was massive rings on every finger. Um, but I, I I don't like the fact that she might have been forced into wearing some of this stuff. No, you know. But I swear, I can't remember which companion it was said about it, said about the short skirts. It might have been Katie Manning, that people look at it now and, and sort of judge it, but you saw that on the street. Yes, yeah. You know, that's what people were wearing. And down um, at the local disco. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so so it, it does fit in. But Joe as a character is completely different from Liz as well, because Joe is very much the, what's that doctor? What yeah. are you doing? How does that happen? They occasionally throw in... A little scene or a line where it shows she's not completely dim. No, she'll have lock-picking yeah. moments yeah. and things yeah. like yeah. that. Little, little bits thrown in, but generally she's there to ask what's happening and, sadly, innumerable times, make the Doctor a cup of tea. Yeah. 
we, we, we've mentioned, and I'm sure we'll be mentioning when we go back to the third Doctor and Joe's stories, sometimes she has good moments and sometimes she has bloody awful moments. Yeah, yeah very variable. Um, She's very variable. Yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes I'll enjoy Joe in a story and other times, and it can be different scenes in the same story, sometimes she does come across as... I won't say a bad actress because I don't think she is, but the way she plays it is very, oh dear. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of one scene that I know she's proud of, but I, I, I for the life of me can't see why, is in Frontier in Space when she's trying to distract the master while the doctor escapes and she's doing this long sort of. Uh, oh, what talking yeah. is. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's awful. Yeah. And I know it was. Um, the the director sort of said to her, "Just make something up," and it it, it didn't half show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's not the greatest. But other times, I mean, I I really like her. I know see, again, it's weirdly gone out of favour, but I quite like her performance in the Demons. At the end, I think that's mm-hmm. quite a nice nice performance. Um, and on the whole, I enjoy her more than I dislike her stuff. Yeah. Um, you mentioned him there. I, I was going to say, I mean, out of all the companions, Joe Grant is the one that I think of most being synonymous with the master. Yes. Yeah, you th- when you think of uh, Pertwee Who, and this, again, it, this, this is sort of sidelines list, sure, but you think of Pertwee Who, you think of uh, John Pertwee, uh, Joe Grant, and the master, mm. and perhaps Mike Yates hanging around in the background. Uh, doing, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think she's quintessential early seventies companion. Yeah, and um, didn't John Pertwee say that one of the reasons um, that he decided to leave was first Roger Delgado yeah. died, and then you know Katie Manning said she was leaving, and and that 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 made his yeah. mind up. For well, him. he he was very much a ensemble uh, actor. So, uh, and it, it, a very weird dichotomy to the the guy because he was very much um, a little bit narcissistic. He 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 wanted to be the centre, but then he also wanted to work with a group of friends mm. and enjoy it, and which is understandable. And that's not something that acting you normally do. You you know, you 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 do your job for three or four weeks, do your film or whatever, or your TV play, then you're off with a completely new group of people. And John Pertwee liked to have this ensemble that uh, he would get on very well with. Mm. Um, and by all accounts, he made everyone that came on board welcome. And mm. He went out of his way to, to you know, it was, it, it was a, supposedly a very, very happy set during his years. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, poor old uh, Roger died in a car crash in Turkey, um, which hit him hard. And then... Um, yeah, uh, Katie Manning. I don't know whether she was going to leave anyway, whether Roger's death had any impact on that. I think she might have been leaving anyway, but yeah, she was leaving and she was very reluctant to tell John Pertwee. Um, and that was sort of the that was the end for him, wasn't it? it yeah. was, he, he, he thought he might as well get out at that point. Um, there was a... <laughs> again, it's never never quite as simple. There was, a, there was an element of... He wanted more money as well. Mm. He wouldn't pay it, but the main reason was the the, the family had gone. The family was breaking yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Joe, Joe Grant has a nice uh, leaving scene in The Green oh, Death, but is, yeah. is that your favourite Joe Grant story? Um, I think it it probably is. She gets the most to do in that, and she actually gets some character development, because, again, sadly, the 70s, the companions didn't really get much character development, because, you, you know, they were there for a reason. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with The Green Death as being my favourite Joe story. I quite like her in The yeah. Sea Devils. I, I like her in The Sea yeah. Devils. She does look amazingly like uh, Stuart Fell in a trouser suit at one point. <laughs> well, when she's uh, climbing up the rope. Yeah. I, I think that's a sea mist causing it, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sea Devils is good. She is she is good in that. But yeah, I just, I mean, even not only just for that end scene, but that end scene is, is one of the best companion leaving scenes. And I think it's, it's because it was mirrored in real life, wasn't it? I imagine Pertwee didn't have to act very hard. You got on to your uncle at United Nations, didn't you? Yes. Well, it's only the second time I've ever asked him for anything. You look like the first time, can't you? You don't mind, do you? No, I don't. You might even be able to turn you into a scientist. Don't get too far away, will you? And if you do, come back and see us sometimes. Save me a piece of wedding cake. Right. Oh, I nearly forgot. Your wedding present. It's beautiful. Thank you, Doctor. Hey, Joe, come and drink a toast to the happy couple, huh? But that's us. Aye, so it is. <laughs> Don't worry, Doctor. I look after us. It so is quite touching. It is very yeah. touching. You're not you're not used in in classic Who. You're not used to emotional moments like that. No, no. So well, when one comes along, it, it it's worth celebrating. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's irrelevant. The question: Do you want her to come <laughs> back? Because she came back last month, didn't she? She did. Yes, she, I think she's come back the most out of any companions. She did uh, Sarah Jane, which I have seen. Uh, I, I can't remember whether I enjoyed it or not. I thought it might have been a bit over the top. But yeah, she came back in the... Uh, What's it called? The Power of the Doctor. Um, not for very long, but she was in it. <laughs> um, she's a, she... I, 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 I think I've met her twice. And she reminded me very much of Jacqueline Pierce. She's got that... that yeah. yeah, the eccentricity. Uh, yes. Rather naughty... Um, very dirty stories. You know? Yes, yeah, she's um, yeah, very very risque tales <laughs> that she tells. Did I um, tell you? Have I told you? I don't know if I've told you or the listener, but down at Folkestone, I went to a a, a convention. I was trooping as Grindon, and for any Doctor Who listener that doesn't know who Grindon is, Google it. Um, G R I N D E N from Star Wars. He's the like the Imperial spy with the long elephant-like snout yeah and uh yeah i was walking along and she spied me and she went "Ooh, i like you i've got to have a photo taken with you she come across <laughs> and she started stroking my snout <laughs> it's wow, like, oh, steady on katie <laughs> there are yeah, children I mean, around here i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say not many people can say that but knowing katie manning probably quite a few people can what, say what that. that she stroked their yeah. snout yeah <laughs> oh, that's nice yeah she's very much um 
exuberant personality, yeah. I would say. And I, I think that does flow over into uh, into Joe. I, I, I got a feeling there wasn't a lot of difference between Katie and Joe. No. Certainly from about halfway on, they sort of gave up any pretense at, at like, say, character development. And she was just Katie Manning following John Pertwee about. When she was in that Sarah Jane story, do you remember, did she say, you know, why she's come out the jungle? Because the last time we saw her, she was off to the Amazon was, yeah, rainforest she, um, looking for mushrooms or something. Yeah, uh, Professor Jones was going to take her up the Amazon, wasn't he? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, because she left to marry him in real life, didn't she? Um, oh, of course they did, yes. Yeah. yes. Um, he sadly he passed recently, didn't he? Yeah. But, but yeah, she, she left to marry him. But in the programme, she left to go up the Amazon. Uh, and then in Planet Spider, she sent the blue crystal back. That's because right. Because it was scaring the natives. Oh dear. Vague racism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't. Do you know what? I can't remember. I only saw it once. Um, I, I couldn't really get into the Sarah Jane no. Chronicles. No, I didn't bother. I didn't, I didn't bother. You know, bit, bit, a bit of a touch of the uh, Grange Hill was about. Yes. Yeah. All right, so Joe Grant leaves. In yes. comes Sarah Jane Smith. Yes. Uh, oh, Joe's position. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, oh, I've got to get usually into naked by a Dalek. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That that was after she left that photo. Yes, she, she, she would have been was, fired if if she yeah, had done that. Yeah. Well, oh, you, yeah. There was. I mean, there was certain things you could and couldn't do if you were employed by the BBC. Uh, but then it was after she left, um, and everyone everyone says it's for Playboy. Of course, it wasn't. Um, it was for I think it was Girl Magazine, which is like a. I mean, you remember when we used to go down to Soho? Yeah, it's that that sort of area of magazine, isn't it? Yes. Um, but very very famous um, sort of spread in, in both <laughs> senses of the word. Um, again, uh, I leave it to you to Google that. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, do I dare put them up on the Facebook page? Will I be struck I can... for doing that? I think you. I, I think I've seen on Facebook the, the 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 one that everyone shows, which is the her leaning against the Dalek, which obviously doesn't show anything other than um, a very sparkly pair of boots. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't think you'd get away with putting any of the other photos. No, up. not even with stars covering things no. up. I think it's a bit. You can put little John Pertwee faces <laughs> over each part. No, little Mike Yates. Yeah, little Mike Yates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could try. Uh, imagine you're doing that. You're you're. Placing a Mike Yates face over her Crutch. naughty bits, and your missus walks in. And says, Eric, what are you doing? Uh, oh, actually, no. She, she'd walk in, look, and go, ah, the normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's used to it. All right. So, where does uh, Joe Grant go on your list? Um, so, on my list, Joe goes in. Uh, he would probably enjoy it under Stephen. Under Stephen. So between Stephen and, and Polly. Polly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Polly very, again, very, uh, very similar idea behind the character of Joe yes. Polly. Yeah. So Joe Grant is in one, two, three, fourth place, with Polly in the fifth place. All right, I, I didn't tell you where I've put mine, so I'll tell you oh, where yeah, I put I mine. See, yeah. yeah. Uh, Liz Shaw, I, I put just below Stephen. Yeah, okay. Okay, and Joe Grant is second after Jamie, because oh, wow. that, which is high for Joe Grant, because when I think back to my childhood watching Doctor Who, yeah, yeah, John Pertwee and Joe Grant. That was my first 
you yeah. know, uh, you, you strong memories of, yeah. uh, uh, of of Doctor Who. And yeah, she might be. I don't know. We've got to discuss this now. You know, she might be my, you know, ultimate seventies yeah. uh, companion. So yeah. let's think, see. Yeah, I think there's definitely a case for saying she is, like I say, the quintessential seventies. Whether whether your favourite or the best, I think in the dictionary under 1970s Doctor Who companion, there's probably a picture of Joe Grant. Mm. It's the one everyone thinks of, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay, she yes. goes off to the Amazon and in steps that uh, that that reporter, Sarah-Jane yes. Smith. So th- this was, again, um, another lurch from... Because they, they want... They, they, Joe Grant was very much the ditzy, screaming companion and... I think Terence Sticks and uh, Barry Letts wanted to try and raise that a little bit. Um, they didn't quite go so far as Liz Shaw, but they wanted uh, to to recognise. Obviously, you know, feminism was was starting to become a big thing, um, and they they thought they wanted to to sort of sound awful, contemporise the companion a bit. So they decided to bring in a companion that was a reporter. Mm. Um, unfortunately, she did less reporting than bloody Tintin. Um, yeah, again, very, very strong character ideals. But I don't, I don't think it stayed very close. She, I think, um, she started well, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. But then, towards the end, yeah, a lot of the time she became the screaming, helpless companion. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, it. So she's introduced in uh, the Time Warrior. Um, and she's pretending to be around Lavinia, I think it is. Um, and of course, the doctor knows who Lavinia Smith is. Um, but she, yeah, she in this in the first story, she's very much feisty, doesn't believe the doctor, argues about everything. You know, real nice change, real sort of breath of fresh air after uh, you know Joe. Mm. Um, but then, realistically, we we recently watched uh, Invasion of Dinosaurs, and realistically, by the second story, she's become a standard companion, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, just asking the Doctor what's happening and getting into peril uh, all the time, constantly yep. having to be rescued. And although, although um, she 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 wasn't quite as bad as joe for that but yeah she definitely lost her edge Mm. having said that i mean you know that 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 you know that progression takes time i do prefer sarah jane with tom baker to john pertwee i Uh, think uh, agreed yes they're Um, great mates aren't they her and the doctor well yeah i think i think it was also helped that Rapidly, um, Elizabeth Sladen became great mates with uh, Tom Baker because um, they're both Scousers, aren't they? Yes. You would never tell by either of their accents. No, no. But yeah, they're both Scousers. Um, but yeah, I, I always found there was a a definite. Again, it could be because John Pert, we knew it was his last season. His back was he was in constant pain uh, during this last season. Um, his family is sort of leaving. He, he wasn't in a good mood because he he didn't get his pay rise. But there's definitely there's a coldness between uh, Sarah and the third Doctor that there definitely isn't between the fourth Doctor and Sarah. Um, 
there's a lot of fun. It, 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 yes, it's yeah. fun, isn't it? Those those two are having fun. Yeah, you get the feeling Sarah's a reluctant companion with the third, but she's best mates with the fourth. Yeah, the the third is more like a professor. Yes, that she's yeah. going around with. But yeah, best mates. I mean, the doctor says this is my friend, Sarah yeah. Jane. You know, and, and she works uh, very, very well with Tom Baker. Um, and it's not. I think at this she's the first companion that's witnessed a change of doctor. Yeah, as it because I know the brigadier comes back. So so, but he wasn't there. He wasn't a companion. That that sort of came over because they, they wanted to keep unit and they wanted to keep uh, uh, Liz Sladen in it as a sort of they they so weren't sure that Tom Baker would work mm. you know and our next companion as well Harry is brought in for this same reason they weren't sure who they were going to cast and they wanted to, to keep their options open so they decided to keep Liz, uh, uh, Liz Sladen, keep Sarah the character on as an audience recognition. So, you know, the audience goes, "Oh, if uh, if Sarah accepts this as the Doctor, yeah. I'll accept it." Yeah. Um, which I think was probably a very wise move. Um, and then from this point on, pretty much that's what we get: companions crossover. Mm. Doctors, because it is it does work as far as the audience is concerned, um, but yeah, she um, she sort of she goes back to being more of a a reporter figure in Robot, but then from Ark in Space onwards, I think she really gels with uh, the Fourth Doctor and Harry as well. That is and a Harry, great yes. team, isn't it? Again, yeah, very, very pro- probably my my most enjoyable TARDIS team. Not necessarily the best stories, but very enjoyable TARDIS team. They're all mates. They all get on well together. There's Do you no... Think you, I'm surprised yeah. you say that. You you, you prefer that, that three um, over, say, um, you know, the first Doctor and Ian and Barbara? I, I think Ian, Barbara and the first Doctor work exceptionally well. But then you've got Susan added in. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. There's yeah. always that extra. Um, I think as of the, the these three just work. They they work so well together. You never get the feeling that that one of them's shoehorned in. And they don't quite know what to do with that character. Mm. Um, but yeah, and and again, it could be that this is the the period of who that I remember becoming a fan with. So. I remember watching it previous to season 12, but certainly season 12 was when I had to be home to watch it. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. It's, it's very weird, you know. Um, one of my very favourite Sarah Jane moments isn't in Classic Who, it's actually in New Who. When oh, really? she, yeah, when she came back for the David Tennant uh, yeah. Dalek story. Yeah, we, we did it recently. Yeah, when she hears Davros's voice yeah you know just the look of horror on Elizabeth Sladen's face and it's like no it can't be it can't yeah. be you know uh, that, that is a terrific moment and yeah we've just discussed it yeah when she meets the doctor and she sees the TARDIS again you know yeah yeah I, and again it's because Liz Sladen is such a good actress um 
but yeah, I think my I was trying to think of my favourite um, Sarah moment. I think I think it would be either which I, again it's in isolation it's not great, but I love in um, Brain of Morbius when she's blind. Yeah. Um, and then that scene <laughs> when she gets her eyesight back, which for most other actresses or actors that could be really over the top and but she plays it perfectly and you know you really feel for her so it would be that or she's great in Genesis mm. yeah she yeah. is yeah, yeah she she works so well I love it when she's um, she teams up really well with the um, the mutant guy I can't remember what his name the is the guy who played Reeve in Blake 7 that's it yes, that awful yeah, outfit yeah yeah, yeah. 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 he's a potato sack in it so. yeah <laughs> Uh, she's great in that, so I, I'm going to go with uh, Brain of Morbius. Brain of Morbius. Yeah. All right. Tardis, where else? I know we're in the Tardis. I just don't know this bit. I think you're guided to or something. What's in there? Boot cupboard. Not very interesting. Boot, boot cupboard. That's enormous. Oh, I've seen bigger boot cupboards. But just how big is the Tardis? Well, how big's big? Relative dimensions. You see, no constant. Oh, it's not an answer. How big are you at the moment? Five, four, Justin, that's still not an answer. Listen, listen, there are no measurements in infinity. You humans have got such limited little minds. I don't know why I like you so much. Because you have such good taste. That's true. That's very true. Oh, this looks good. What? Hey. Oh, yes. Yes, it is good. You know, this is the second control room. You know, I can run the TARDIS just as easily from here as I could from the old one. Come to think of it, this was the old one. That looks like a shaving mirror. Yes, it is. The one thing I don't like about Sarah Jane is she cannot fall over and scream convincingly. I I, I 100% agree with you. I don't think her scream is convincing. I think Joe's scream was much better. Uh, I don't buy as realistic when she's in peril like that. And it's just cheapness. It's like, put some emotion in and it works. I mean, her worst scene, I think, is the five doctors. <laughs> Which she trips she, over. Yeah, falls, <laughs> falls down an incline to about two degrees. <clears throat> yeah. And then needs a car to... And screams while yeah. doing so. Yes. Yeah, oh dear. All right, well, while we have this great uh, duo, you know, Tom yeah. and uh, and Sarah Jane, yeah, like you say, they they were really thinking that the, the fourth Doctor was going to be an older one, so yes. bring in a young com- male companion yeah, the, to do the, all the, the action Chesterton stuff. Yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. Yes, Bring yeah. in an action star. Oh, just, hang on. Just in case, Sammy. No, pause. You haven't yeah. put Sarah Jane on your list. Oh, well, yes. I mean, we keep forgetting this, don't we? Just well, it's like uh, every three yeah. months or so we we, we do this, That's so we're true, a bit yeah. rusty. Yeah, where does Sarah uh, well, Jane go on your so list? So Sarah, then? she goes just under Liz Shaw. Under Liz Shaw. So Sarah Jane is now in third place. Yeah. All right. The top gets quite busy. Yes. <laughs> with the seventies. I am making notes yeah. as I go. Um, I've I've put her equal with Joe Grant. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, uh, joint second place for me. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Sarah Jane and Joe Grant are underneath Jamie. I'm sure Jamie would love it. Yes, I think I think Joe <laughs> might and all. All right, so yeah, yeah, bring in a young um, yeah. a, a young action hero, uh, Harry Sullivan. 
yeah, Harry Sullivan, um, the the late great Ian Martyr. Um, he he was he had appeared on. Uh, I think he'd, he'd gone for the role of Mike Yates, and uh, didn't get it. So the director gave him a part in uh, Carnival of Monsters. Um, and then when they would do it, looking for the, the Harry Sullivan, um, they remembered this. And rather unusually, they brought someone that had appeared in the programme before back as a recurring character. And Harry Sullivan was the, the weird, weirdly, the unit naval doctor. <laughs> Unit's got a navy? No, I can't what? see unit having a battleship, no. can you? I reckon they, at best they've got one of those pedalos on the local boat. In or a rubber Imagine, dinghy. I wonder if that's what they, when you don't see Mike Yates, he's off doing shore patrol <laughs> in a pedalo. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Um, yeah, so he, bizarrely, he was a surgeon lieutenant uh, in the navy, seconded to unit. Looks great um, in a uniform, though. He does. He, I mean, didn't, I, I, I do like the naval uniform. I think it's a very neat uniform. You do like yeah, a sailor, don't you? I like a sailor. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he fits in straight away. Um, he's got instant chemistry with the fourth doctor, instant chemistry with Sarah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, 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 they, they give him a, a very weird Mike Yates-style role in Robot as if they're not quite sure what to do with him, so he becomes the infiltration hmm. spy. It doesn't suit him at all. And then, from, again, from um, Ark in Space, whoosh, hits it, nails it. Yeah. Um, very much like this short, shame he only really got one season. Yes. Um, because, yeah, this, this team is great. And I love Harry. I love his quips. I love the way he talks. I love the He's way got... he calls Sarah old girl. Old girl, time. brilliant, yeah. Um, I love his sideburns. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just great. He's, uh, I can't think of one thing wrong. I know Ian Martin was a great actor and a good, great writer. He, yes, he, he did a lot of the Target the, yeah. um, books, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he was the writer that managed to get the very first swear word in a Doctor Who novel, wasn't I, it? In, I did not know that. Yeah. What was that word? Uh, it was in Enemy of, the World, Enemy of the World, and he got the word bastard in. Really? Yeah, or if you're northern, bastard. Bastard, yeah. yeah bastard. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound right now, bastard, does it, down south? Sounds a bit posh now, doesn't it? It does. You're, you're bastard. Oh, oh, you're bastard. Cool. <laughs> you're right. But if you say it in a sort of, uh, um, you know, Sean Bean, you're bastard. It fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah. There was a, um, I recently visited a castle, uh, and there is a type of sword called the bastard sword. Okay. Yeah, and it was a type of sword. It was, Is that because uh, it keeps breaking? Yeah. So you go, oh, you bastard. No, it was because it, it was a horribly vicious sword. Oh, okay. A vicious um, bastard. Yeah, a vicious bastard. Um, well, I've forgotten where we were now. Oh, Harry yeah, yeah. Sullivan. Harry Sullivan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he immediately fits in. And I can remember as a, as a wee nipper coming home from school and, and playing Doctor Who, and I always wanted to be Harry. Uh, you know, well, that says it be. all, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it says it all. I was really, um, really upset that we didn't get a Harry Sullivan Weetabix figure. Mm. You know, I was eating because back then, when you were eating the Weetabix trying to collect the figures, you don't you don't really know the, the figures and that. But it's always a surprise, and I was constantly thinking, "Where's Harry? Where's, the, where's Harry?" Or a Palatoy figure. Yeah, Palatoy Harry. Yeah. There is now a um, character options Harry. Which is very good, but um, yeah, no Palatoy Harry. Okay, 
standout sh- uh, story for you for Harry? Uh, Ark in space. Microfilm. It's a complete record. Music, history, architecture, literature, engineering. Incredible. The entire body of human thought and achievement. What's it all for? Posterity? I didn't know. Why build all this and send it into space? I say, it couldn't be some sort of survival kit, could it? Survival? Yes, you know, the sort of thing they shove in lifeboats and things. You're improving, Harry. Am I really? Yes, your mind is beginning to work. It's entirely due to my influence, of course. You mustn't take any credit. Now, what's missing? Is he? Yes. If we're to assume that some great cataclysm struck Earth and that before the end they launched his lifeboat, then the one obvious missing element is man himself. What's happened to the human species, Harry? Mm. Superb. I was going to go with um, Revenge of Sidemen, because I do love it when he's, he's saying that Sarah's got fetlocks. Um, <laughs> but I think at Ark in Space, my favourite ever... My favourite ever bit is where uh, the doctor's introduced him and says he's only qualified to work on sailors. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, my my, my favourite Harry moment is you know when he meets the doctor for the first time. The whole not yeah. fit, not fit, you know. Yeah. And and ends up. You're you know, the doctor. I'm the doctor. You might be a doctor, but I'm the yeah. doctor. You know. Brilliant. And then the whole skipping scene and the karate oh, bit. <laughs> what's really weird is almost every line from Harry is a quotable thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's how good he was. And there is nobody. Maybe Leslie Phillips can beat him in saying, "I oh, I say," I, I, or Terry you know Thomas. <laughs> Terry Thomas. Can you imagine if they had done the, if they'd have done a big film? Because they were talking about trying to get like a Hammer film off the ground and that in this time period. If they couldn't get the original cast, I could imagine Leslie Phillips as Harry. <laughs> that would have been great. He, he he could say those lines exactly the same. You know. Yeah. The whole old girl, the I say. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a, we, that sort of character just doesn't exist anymore, does it? No, sadly. unfortunately. Yeah, no. you want people like that. You want to hear people like that when you're in the pub or something oh, you like do, that. Yeah. You yeah. want a raconteur to talk like that. Yeah. I say old girl. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Right. All right, so where, where does Harry go on uh, your list? So because, because they're, I, I just see him as a team, uh, equal to Sarah. Equal to Sarah, all right. Um, I think he's a wonderful character, um, wonderfully played by the, um, you know, wonderful um, Ian. Um, I've put him in second place. I've yeah. actually put him above Joe well, Grant and Sarah Jane. Because each time we discuss a companion, they're going in above the one we've just discussed. Yes, yeah. So that means eventually uh, Adric will be number two. <laughs> Well, Adric is, is a number two, isn't he? Really? But... Hang on, we're not there yet because yeah, no, yeah, no. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 now have to leave Harry. We have to leave Sarah. Yeah. And we go singular after that, don't we? We do. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know what the reasoning was, other than Tom Baker. Tom Baker didn't want a companion. Tom Baker was at the height of his arrogance at this point. Didn't yeah. he say, "Can my companion be a cabbage or a cauliflower yeah, he, or something he, like that?" I I don't know whether he was serious or whether he was just comparing rather uncharitably the companion's role that it could be played by a talking cabbage um, because yeah he 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 either compared them to a talking cabbage or he said he he would be happy having a talking cabbage sat on his shoulder um, but realistically he didn't want companions he wanted 
he thought he was the show, he would be it. Um, the the production team quite rightly, although the it, fan wisdom is that they tried one story, the Deadly Assassin, without a companion. But bollocks, there's companions in that. Runciman is a companion. Uh, you know the the other the old boy in it is a companion. They're doing the companion jobs. I think that was just to placate Tom Baker. Mm. Um, but then they quite rightfully said, "Nope, got to have a new companion." Um, and this this was a a, a strange one because up till now, all the companions have been human from Earth. Mm. Sometimes the future, sometimes the past, sometimes contemporary. And this was a, an idea they had where they would introduce an someone that wasn't from Earth. They were an alien companion, um, which is, is quite progressive. And then they went, but it's got to be something for the deads. Yeah, again. Um, but on paper, this companion, Leela we're talking about, doesn't sound great. But it all worked out for the best because Louise Jameson, probably the best actress and actor that the, the show had as a companion. Um, she was great Shakespearean, she'd done, you know, I was gonna say proper drama, but oh, fans would be up in arms. But yeah, she'd done proper work, she was an actress before, and she was a very successful actress afterwards, which is not something that can be said for a lot of the companions. Um, but yeah, she came in, the idea was that she was from a, uh, uh, an alien world, descended from human, but an alien world. Uh, she was a member of the Sever team, which I, I very cleverly. I remember reading the book of that one and going, "Survey team, ah, makes sense. Very clever sort of thing. I love it when they do that with language." Um, but she, she was from from her first appearance. She's just, just great. She's brilliant. I think um, you know before they cast. You know, yeah. you look at that script and the description of her, yeah. and and you could go, yeah, bit of crumpet, yep. Dolly, Dolly Bird, something for the dads, and then they cast Louise Jameson, and yeah. that kind of, yeah, the outfit is kind of skimpy, but uh, yeah, she's she's not some you know um, um, extra that's you know staggered no. in um, from Benny Hill or something. And what's really weird is the outfit is certainly the skimpiest so far. And it's designed to titivate and show a lot of skin, but but she plays it so well and with such conviction and authority that you she might as well be fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't you don't watch that character in a raw sort of way because it's it's so well acted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, um, horror of Fang Rock. Yeah. Leela could have been wearing that skimpy outfit, and it wouldn't have changed anything. No, no, um, no, not at all. It, it, they, they, they hired an actress, and you're right. I can see, I can see, like this sort of character could have been like something from Monty Python, couldn't it? The buxom wench. Yeah showing a bit of leg running around after the doctor in fact all the parodies at the time did that sort of thing like crack it you know i think it was crack jack or one of them did a, a leela character um but louise jameson looked at the character worked it all out a, as you would an actual character in a you know in a, a drama or play as they should be treated and she treated it totally seriously 
Um, and and it's brilliant that Leela, her body language is right, what she says is right, the way she says it is right. It's just so impressive. It's just a shame um, for most of her run, Tom Baker, out of principle, decided to treat her like crap. I was about to say, that it shows yeah. what a great actor that yeah. she is. Because, yeah, he, he was not happy. And, yeah. yeah, he went out of his way to make her life miserable. But you wouldn't know that from her performance, would no, you? No, not, not at all. Um, you don't pick up... Tom, Tom Baker's grouchiness just comes over as alien. But you don't pick up that there's any animosity between them. You're, I mean, she's such a good actress, you think, oh, these people are firm friends. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't, was it? It wasn't like that behind the scenes. Um, but, I, I, yeah, she, I, I love the... the the intelligence of her performance mm. as well. It's like there's a lovely scene in Horror Fang Rock where she has to shovel coal in and she does it in a really awkward way because, of course, she's never seen a shovel before. No. no. <laughs> it's great. It's little bits like that. And um, yeah, she's, I think, by, by a country mile, she was the best actress oh, or actor playing a companion up to this point, possibly even playing a doctor. <laughs> mm. um, you say horror, fame, rock. That's my favourite Leela uh, one. What about yeah, you? Yeah, that, that's me. That's my favourite. Th that's almost... Or I think that... Actually, I won't say almost. I think that's a perfect story. Mm. Um, it's, it's my go-to warm, fuzzy story to watch if I'm feeling a bit down or whatever. I'll go in the look at all the DVDs and go, Ooh. yeah, it's going to be Horror Fang Rock again, isn't it? Mm. I listen to it regularly on um, on uh, Audible. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's just brilliant. It's one of my favourite Doctor Who stories. Do you think the creature will come back? I do. I think it was taking Ben's body away for examination when you saw it. Into the sea? Under the sea. Probably tonight, Ben said he saw what he called a fireball fall into the sea not far away. Another TARDIS? Not another TARDIS. A spaceship, perhaps. Yes. An alien creature which never before encountered human beings. Might just behave that way. But why come here? There's nothing on this foggy rock. There's electricity, perhaps that's what attracted it. An alien creature? Yes. Travelling through space? Yes. And yet desperate, you yes. said. Why? Its behaviour pattern is furtive. What is furtive? That means it keeps out of sight while it spies out the land, hoping to mount a successful attack. Then we are not facing an enemy that is bold. No. Come in. I don't think this fog's a freak of the weather. What are you talking about? I think it's being contrived to isolate us. That creature, whatever it is, it'll be getting bolder by now. It seems this primitive technology has had time to calculate the physical strength of its enemies. Do not be afraid, Doctor. If what you say is true, we must arm ourselves and post guards. What about the others? They think we're mad if we start talking about creatures from outer space. But we're from space. We're oh, not a bitter. Don't tell them that, whatever you do. What do you mean? Do not be afraid. What about Leela coming back? Um, oh, God, I would love it. I would love it, because Louise Jameson, is, you know, she's still acting... They could get her back. Um, you'd have to adjust the character, but it would be amazing. I mean, I know she came back in Dimensions in Time, but that was just a that was a shambles. She was thing. dressed like Pocahontas or yeah, something in that, wasn't they, she? 
yeah, the BBC, they obviously didn't have original costumes, so they said, get something that's made out of skins. And they just got <laughs> a, a, a rather sort of cliched uh, Native American dress. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it'd be great to see Leela come back. You know, perhaps, perhaps she's... Um, she might be. Yeah, well, could be. I mean, Christ, Russell T. Davis is bringing back every bloody thing he can to try and get the nostalgia. It might be everybody who's still alive is going to turn up. Uh, But no, that would be great. I would like to see that, I think. Because she's still in in fandom, isn't she? She does a lot of big Finnish stuff with Tom Baker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a... I'm not a great fan of a lot of the big Finnish stuff, but they did the Gallifrey Chronicles, and there's... Yeah, she's great in that. Um, But yeah, she's very much still connected with Doctor Who. I think she would jump at coming yeah. back. What I don't like about Leela is the way they got rid of her. You know. That in... yeah, that, that that's the only. I suppose the only blot on the landscape is yeah. The Louise Jameson was basically saying she wanted to leave, but she hadn't made up her mind completely. So they left it a bit open, um, and then basically decided for her. It was like, um, okay, no, no, we're right, and you're leaving. But by then, of course, it's written in that she she ran off with Andred, a Gallifreyan guard, mm. who she had held hands with once. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very very poor. I like to think she killed him shortly afterwards, and took over Gallifrey. That's my head cannon. Yeah, we were just saying when we did the uh, the fourth Doctor. You know, she has more chemistry with the bloke in Image of the Fendal. Yeah. In that in that story, than she does with the bloke she's going to go yeah. off with. I mean, the fact that it was a surprise to um, Louise Jameson and um, is it Tony Spandor, the guy that played the uh, played uh, Andred, he it was a surprise to them when they read that scene because yeah. <laughs> it had been added in late. It's like what? I I, I sort of think she should have died heroically in battle. Mm. You know. You could have got something out of that, couldn't you? Where the doctor, she dies, and so the doctor, you know, perhaps decides to become a hermit or something, or you know, you could have done something. But no, she falls in love with the wettest of <laughs> wet men. And this falling in love with the wettest of the wet men. If if I don't know if you agree with me, but if I'm if I'm thinking of seventies companions, you know, at the top of the hill, we've got you know Sarah Jane and Harry and Leela, and now we're starting to go down the other side of the hill a bit yes. now. Well, much like the program, it, it's all downhill for a bit. Yes, um, but yeah, Leela, I, I agree. Leela for me goes in uh, equal to Ian and Jamie. Ian and Jamie. Oh, yeah. Right. Mind you, I could have predicted that. Yeah. Where am I going to put Leela? I'm going to put Leela underneath Joe Grant and Sarah Jane. Fair enough. All right, because I like Leela. Yeah, Leela's, Leela's great. And like you say, she she did get a uh, uh, Amigo figure, a Dennis Fisher With figure. Far yeah. a faucet hair. That was yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I've, ne- I've never owned one. Um, Why would you? It's, always... it's terrible. <laughs> well, it's terrible. Yeah, but I'm a completist. True. True. If I if I just if I didn't own stuff just because it was terrible, my room would be empty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd have a lot more space. Yeah, I wouldn't have any Sylvester McCoy DVDs on my shelf. Uh, oops. Uh, yeah, she got it, but it's 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 super rare because of course at the time, um, no uh, no red blooded male was going to buy. Boy, he's going to buy a Cindy dolly. doll. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to play with my butch action men instead. All right, let's move on. And for whatever reason, they decide, well, this uh, the, the, the savage companion, we're going to swing the other way yet yes, again yeah. and, and, and go as far removed from Leela as uh, you possibly could, I suppose. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, the, 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 I mean, the, the thinking is wrong anyway, because I think that their thinking was we've had a, a, an unintelligent companion. It's like Leela wasn't unintelligent. Leela right. was very intelligent just uneducated yes but they decided they wanted to go with um uh a gallifreyan uh, uh another uh, i don't know what to call it, time lord time lady time person but they wanted a, a a gallifreyan they wanted this person to be as knowledgeable as the doctor and right from the, the very start the the description was very much the ice queen from mm. lion the witch in the wardrobe that sort of aloof uh sort of character um is it in, I, I don't think i've ever read why they wanted to go with the gallifreyan i don't know whether it was anything more than a whim it could yeah. be just that just something a bit yeah. different that we haven't seen yeah. i mean could, the decision be. before was we haven't had an alien companion let's have an alien companion then it could be well let's have uh, one of his own join yeah yeah it could could well be i don't know whether they thought like again, they could discuss things without having to explain it. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but we got uh, we got Romana de Votrelunda. We have Fred. the goddess yeah. that is Mary yes. Tam. Mary Tam came aboard. Um, I think she'd done uh, a few acting gigs before. She the did the Odessa file, I think. Oh with, yes, you're right, John yeah. Voigt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I think she. I think she's also briefly in The Boys from Brazil. I was going to say The Boys in Blue. The Boys in Blue. <laughs> um, it's a wonder we never got uh, the, the lady from that in as a Doctor Who companion. Um, yeah, she, she... I don't think she would, she'd been in a lot of stuff, and I think she'd done some adverts uh, as well. But, um, yeah, she came aboard, and um, I think for once... Tom Baker behaved himself because, by his own admission, he was in awe of her, mm. <laughs> her, her statuesque beauty. Um, he uh, he tells a lovely story, doesn't he? About uh, just shortly after she had left, he was in an airport, and um, oh yeah, yeah, and she he, Tom, he saw, darling, yeah, yeah, she came over and embraced him, and it was like his his standing went up amongst all his. Uh, colleagues it's like yeah she she's she's good and plays it really interesting yeah she's she's aloof but there is a warmth to her but i think she just much like the audience she thinks at this point the doctor's a buffoon Mm. um and you're right this was the point so uh i mean people won't understand this being as we're in a you know in one of the, the the top countries in the world but in the 70s we had just hit a recession and the government was hated, and the, everyone was going on strike, uh, and inflation was running at a hugely. That will never happen again, rate. will it? Never. I mean, it's historical records now. You Belongs in the history books. Yeah, 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 it's never going to happen again. Um, but the, the 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 budget on Doctor Who was kept the same, but inflation meant that it was worth a lot less, and this would go on for several years. Um, so Doctor Who started to 
enter its silly period. Um, not my favourite period. Um, and to save on the budget, they they decided. Weirdly, it didn't have any effect on the budget, but they decided to do a a, 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 a one story across the whole season. Um, but that rapidly mutated into a loose framework um, across the whole season, which was the key to time. So the Doctor is searching for the aforementioned key to time. Um, but it doesn't really affect any of the stories. No. Um, what, what's your thoughts on this season? I'm sort of love-hate with it. Ah, well, we haven't really touched on it, have we? Haven't, we haven't, no, no, um, we haven't But I think we should save that for when we uh, true, reach true, it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole key to time thing, it, it, it is a bit silly. You've got a bit about yeah. the key at the beginning of the story. Four episodes later, you've got a bit at the end. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Um, yeah, it, it's... Mm, it's a MacGuffin, isn't it? It is, really? it is a MacGuffin. Yeah. And, and wasn't... Mary Tam, she she took the role because she was promised that this isn't going to be your, your bit of totty. This isn't yeah. going to be your screaming, helpless companion. Oh, Doctor, save me. And she was quite impressed with the scripts to begin with, but that's why she left, was because it did degenerate into, oh, Romana's been tied up again, sort of yes. thing. Yeah, I think she she had been pro like like many companions and actresses before her, she had been promised that this wouldn't be a standard. This would be someone equal to the Doctor, would do a lot of the 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 Doctor's work. Um, it didn't quite work out, did it? She no. very rapidly became um, a a clothes horse. They would just put her in outfits uh, for the dads, um, but also the character didn't really go anywhere. No. Um, she rapidly became the screaming companion to be rescued and would often have to have the doctor explain things. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the age-old story, isn't it? Mm. So much promise yeah. didn't didn't sort of take off. I, I thoroughly enjoy her run as, uh, as the character, but the stories she's in are not no. some of the best. We haven't really looked at them. Uh, no, no, we, we haven't. But yeah. we will do. We will do. Out of them, is is there a favourite for you? Um, I think she gets probably the the most to do in the Armageddon Factor, the final one. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I've not really watched them a lot. But I do like Androids of Tara because she gets to play basically three parts and plays them very differently, which is good. So she plays Romana, she plays Princess Strella, I want to say, and also the Romana robot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Androids of Tara, I think. Okay, all right. It's slim pickings, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. I know, I know, I know. I'll check your programming sometime. You're not supposed to be playing drafts, you know. Master. What are you doing, Doctor? Yes, I can see that, but aren't you forgetting something? I don't think so. What about our task, the key to time, remember? Oh, that old thing. Yes, that old thing. The Guardian did stress the need for urgency, didn't he? I'll do it. We must. I just feel I deserve a little break. After all, we've got half the segments. I prefer to play chess. Really? Materialization in 15 seconds. Mate in 12. Correction, mistress. Eleven. Eleven? Oh, yes. 
She gets hacked off, yeah. and she's off. Have you ever read anywhere why they decided, instead of, all right, let's give him another uh, companion, but no, we're going to stay with Romana, we're just going to have her regenerate. I guess her being a time lady means yeah. that you can just do that. I I think there, there was very much that. That was the idea. Because they wanted, they wanted Mary Tam to stay. Romana was to carry on, so a lot of the scripts had been written. Um, with Romana in, oh. but obviously, yeah, she. You're right. We we haven't put Romana one on oh, the list. God, we God we're. Ter- <laughs> oh, we're going to forget someone, aren't we? Adric, probably. Um, okay, for me, Romana one goes uh, between Stephen and Joe. Between Stephen and Joe. All right, let yeah. me write that in. Romana one. Um, I put her. Where have I put her? I've put her just below Ian. Because I do like her, I, I I like I like the aloofness and everything, and the fact that she puts the doctor down, etc. etc. But that didn't last very long. No, no. You know, sadly not. Um, but yeah, for, so for whatever reason, I like I say I think it's probably just that the scripts were written and Tipex they couldn't afford a bottle of Tipex at this point. So I also think there was possibly a a bit of um, Douglas Adams involvement in. Oh, we can have a funny regeneration scene if we're changing mm. actresses. Uh, so yeah, they decided to have Romana regenerate because she was bored, looking like Mary Tam. Said no one ever. No one. Um, and yeah, so they they have this at the at the at the time I think much much hated. I don't know what fans think of it now, but this weird regeneration scene where Romana just decides on a whim to change her body. And she decides to um, copy Princess Ast- Astra. I don't know, but from Armageddon Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she regenerates. Uh, I think it's all right. It's quite a funny scene, but that that it sort of sums up Doctor Who for this period, where a throwaway joke takes precedent over the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I must admit. At the time, I didn't warm to Lala Ward. Um, now, I, I really enjoy what she does with the character. But at the time, she just didn't gel with me for some reason. Um, but she gets to do, really, what they promised... Mary Tam. Uh, Mary Tam, but never delivered on him. That she, in in some stories, like Horns and Nyman, she is the Doctor. Yes. You know, And to be honest, as much as I like Tom Baker... I quite I would have watched uh, her as the doctor, mm. you know. Instead, have have the doctor regenerate. Imagine her and Mary Tam. Mm. That would have been a show yeah. worth watching. Cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can I can see Mary Tam doing the Romana two stories, but I can't see Lala Ward doing the um, uh, 
Ruana One stories because no. Lala Ward wouldn't do the tied up screaming, oh, doctor, help, no. help, help. No, uh, Lala Ward, um, very, 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 very almost hyper intelligent lady. Um, yeah, she very much put her foot down a lot. Mm. Um, and I, nor there's this weird thing at the moment because obviously Tom Baker, you know, they, they fall in love. Uh, it was doomed from the start, to be fair. <laughs> but they f- fell in love. They argued to start with, then they fell in love, um, got married. And I wonder if if Tom Baker sort of admired someone else sort of saying no, mm. you know, to the scripts and that. Because he was very unenamored of the, the production team at this point. Um, so I, I wonder if he enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, she's fair dues to her. She she stuck up for what she wanted. She got some good character development into the character. Um, gets pretty much the best lines mm. for this entire period. Um, and weirdly, and this is what I don't understand, it sidelines Tom Baker to the point where I don't. I I would not have put money on them getting together. I would have thought it would have gone the same way as Louise Jameson. He would have been resentful, mm. but for whatever reason. You know, and towards Love the end, a wonderful yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, towards the end, especially in like City of Death onwards, they've definitely got some chemistry together. Yeah, you know, um, they have but, a bouquet. Yeah, she, they have a bouquet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and now I really appreciate her uh, stories and performance. I think she's doing some very, very clever stuff with it. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I think uh, she was uh, possibly wasted in the program. Yeah, to be honest. Any favourites? Any standout um, stories? I, I think I think it's probably got to be City of Death. Marvellous. Absolutely. Absolutely marvellous. Well, I think it's marvellous. So do I. That's not quite as you described it. Really? How did I describe it? You said it was nice. It's the only place in the universe where one can relax entirely. Mmm, that bouquet. What Paris has, it has a, an ethos, a life. It has a bouquet, a spirit, all of its own. Like a wine, it has a bouquet. It has a bouquet, yeah, like a good wine. You have to choose one of vintage years, of course. What year is this? Ah, well, yeah. well, it's 1979, actually. More of a table wine, shall we say? Ha! Randomizer is a useful device, but it lacks true discrimination. Shall we sip it and see? Oh, I'd be delighted. Shall we take the lift or fly? Let's not be ostentatious. All right, let's fly then. That would look silly. We'll take the lift. Come on. I, I do like her stuff. She is by far the best thing in the horns of Nyman. Yeah, because she's the doctor. So. She's the doctor, yeah, and I love that bit. But I, I do love her banter with Tom Baker in City of Death. It, it, it's not. I don't think it's the classic story that people say it is, because there's not much of a story to it, but... For once, everything fires and works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with City of Death. All right. Even with the interminable crossing Paris scenes yeah. and going on <laughs> the metro. That's so weird, isn't it? It's like, let, let's go to Paris. Okay, what scenes are we going for? Oh, I'll just run about with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you see either version of Romana returning? I could see... Um, well, I couldn't... I don't... I don't... She might now, because I know Lala, uh, Lala Ward for a long time 
didn't really want anything to do with Doc 2, but I think she's back now because she's done some big finishes in that. Isn't Romana um, instrumental in the Time War? I think or so. Or something, yeah. She's on Gallifrey fighting yeah. during that or something. Yeah. Well, she be, didn't she end up becoming president? Or president oh, I think so or, as well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it'd be good to see her back. I don't think she would come back. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. The, but, the, yeah. I, I, I could see her, you know, in the 60th, being president of Gallifrey yeah. and summoning the Doctor or intervening with whatever's I, going on. Yeah, I sort of think if if she was up for it, they would have done it probably during tenant, tenant's time when he kept going back to Gallifrey. Oh yeah, but I don't. Yeah, it'd be good. I I hope she would, because um, yeah, she's always watchable and she hasn't aged a bloody job. No, I think she is a time lady. She's a vampire. She was in Vampire yeah. Circus. She was. I, yeah, very I, good. I, in yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. All right, where does Romana two go on your list? Um, she goes equal with Romana one. Right. Both the same. I can't separate the Romanas. Okay. It's the same person, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to do the same as you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a cop out, but you know what? We're lazy people. Aren't we? we are. Yeah. And it's getting late. It is getting late. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, Lala Ward leaves. Bye bye, Romana. Yep. And in return, in, in in reply, we get the replacement. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. So, uh, Lala Ward left. I, c I can't remember why. Because Adric was there, most probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Adric, <laughs> that would cause you to leave. Yeah, so in, um, in Full Circle, um, so, so behind the scenes, everything had changed. Uh, JNT, Jonathan Turner, came in and wanted to shake things up. So there might have been part of that. And, and, JNT wanted to bring in uh, a young teenage boy, but they said, "No, stop, John. Let's concentrate on the program." Yeah, but what about the um, show? <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was. They went with this. This. Everyone says he was a. Uh, uh, he wasn't an actor. I mean, that's debatable. But he had done some other stuff. He had done. I think that JNT had seen him in one of those like Tomkinson schoolboy drama shows. Uh, so it, it's in this young actor in a schoolboy uniform. I thought, I, that's the person I want. Oh. Yeah, he probably did. That's the person I want for my companion. Um, so yeah, Adric came in. Adric was meant to be this mathematical genius. Um, but the trouble is, he didn't really do anything with his mathematics <laughs> that you couldn't do with a Casio pocket calculator. Um, and the Casio pocket calculator possibly could act better um, than uh, uh, than the actor whose name for some reason now escapes me Matt uh, Matt Matthew Waterhouse that's Matt him Waterhouse, yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. I only remember it because um, uh, Peter Davison used to call him Matt finished <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no one got on with him. Uh, I think he worked better with Tom Baker than he did with Peter Davison because there's a little bit of the professor student going on but throughout his entire time with uh, Peter Davison I just got the feeling Peter Davison was annoyed Yeah. <laughs> and thus the doctor was annoyed um, Adric he's one of those companions where you think fan wisdom he can't be that bad 
Um, but to me, he is. He's, he's, he's rubbish. I, I mean, the, the, the actor seems a very nice man now. But now. Now. But um, <laughs> he, he just couldn't act. Um, my my favourite story is when he was um, uh, he was uh, given um, my brain's gone because it's so late. Uh, the actor from the Dambusters, Todd, very famous actor, but oh. he, he was yeah he was in Kinder and he was Matthew Waterhouse was telling him how Richard Todd telling him how to do a scene. <laughs> That's I can believe hubris, it. Isn't it. Yeah, oh, I can believe that. Oh yeah. dear. Have you been in acting long, Mister Todd? What? <laughs> Um, yeah, so he he ended up. They they decided that Tardis was too because we we get some other um, we get some other uh, characters. Um, I suppose we, we probably should cover him in the eighties as well. His demise, shouldn't we? Because that is in the eighties. Yeah, but I I think we've got to look at the Adric of the seventies and okay. then also vote him for the Adric of the eighties okay, as well. Same enough. same with the next two that are coming yep. up as well. Yeah, it's difficult because again, this is the, the the companions that cross a doctor. Yes. Um, so so in in season eighteen then yeah, and a decade, a lifetime. Season eighteen then. So Adric comes aboard. Uh, the doctor for some reason decides to uh, mentor him, um, and they have a lot of faffing about in East Space. Uh, but he he doesn't really bring anything to the program because he doesn't even, he's not even able to say what's that doctor convincingly. I would hate to have thought, for me, that he's the uh, audience identification character. God. I don't want to be identified yeah. with him. No, that's no. what. I, I don't think the character works. I think the character was ill-conceived. Like to be fair, most of JNT's ideas. Uh, <coughs> Chameleon. Yeah, chameleon. <laughs> chameleon. Uh, the character was very ill-conceived. Um, I, I don't. I don't think anyone's been correct when they go. Uh, kids want to watch a kid on screen. No, they don't. No, they don't. Of course they don't. That's why Joe Knighty failed. Um, kids want to. They don't want. They want to aspire to be the hero. They don't want to see someone that's ostensibly like themselves. Um, God help. I don't think anyone was like Adric though. Well, I hope not. I, I, I didn't know anyone like that because I wouldn't be anywhere no. near anybody like that, you know? No, cer certainly not. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot else to say about Adric. He's such a non-character. He's a non-character. Annoying, annoying, irritating. Yeah, irritating, badly acted, and brings nothing to the storylines. Yeah. Um, I think the, my uh, it, this is weird saying my favourite story with him in. Yeah, you've got to come but, up with one. Yeah. I know. Well, I think it's going to be State of Decay. Oh! Your presence here is unauthorised. Explain. You remember me, K-9? Adric? Immature humanoid. Non-hostile. That's better. Your presence is still unauthorised. Explain. I stowed away. Stowed what? Away? Myself. I'm a stowaway. Stow away. One who hides in a ship to obtain free passage. I thought I'd join up with a doctor and see the universe. Where are we? An unidentified planet in what is referred to as E-space. What space? E-space. To distinguish it from the larger N-space of our own origin. Oh, I see. That problem again. These concepts are unknown to me. Dr. Master will explain. Where is he? Dr. and Mistress Romana have gone in search of astro-navigational data. 
When I have finished my calculations... You just stay here and get back to your sums and I'll go and find them. Stop! Your expedition is dangerous and unnecessary. Listen, K-9, I'm a stowaway. I shouldn't be here at all. Correct. Then the sooner I leave, the better. The conclusion is logical. Mm. I mean, he does a little bit, but he does it badly. But, yeah. It, mm. They kept having this weird thing where they... They wanted to, to sort of have Adric be betraying the Doctor every story. It was so weird. They just sort of tried the same with Turlo later on, but it just... It doesn't ever work. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, terrible. Okay. All right. Well... Can you guess where he appears? Bottom? Yes. All right. Yeah. He's under Dodo. Poor Dodo. No, according to my list, your bottom oh. is Katarina. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten about her. Yeah, he's below Katarina. Yeah, Katarina's at the bottom of my list, but not for much longer because, yep, Adric, Adric is there. Yeah. What's your favourite performance from him? Is there isn't one. Where he had to pick up his paycheck. And there leave? isn't one. State of Decay, yeah. I'll watch him in State of Decay because I like State of Decay. And yeah, it's unfortunate that, that, he's in yeah. it, but um, yeah. the rest of it's so good, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get as irritated. In, in that case, yeah, so if, if we're allowed to go, there isn't a favourite story because we hate him. I withdraw mine and I'll go along with you. There's no good story. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. All right, let's look at Nyssa next then, shall we? Yes. So, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of companions introduced this season 18. Um, so the, the Doctor and um, Adric go off to Traken, um and the, the leader of, of Traken or someone high up in their government... Uh, Tremas, who luckily is an anagram of the Master, um, gets taken over by the Master, and so the Doctor, for vague reasons, decides to take his daughter on board, and his daughter is Nyssa. Um, and Nyssa, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really pushing myself now to try and give you a character description because I don't think there is one. I think Nyssa has bland written. A, Cross her large. She was meant to be vaguely intelligent and vaguely scientific and vaguely likable and very, it's all very vague. Vague. Um, Sarah Sutton. Nothing. Nothing against her. She does what she can with the material, um, but there's just nothing to grasp onto. Mm. Um, and again, it was a lot. Why they did it? A last-minute decision because she. The Doctor leaves her on Traken, but then in Logopolis she appears and they go, oh, you know, she wanted to be with you or something. Very, very strange. Um, I don't know what role she's bringing, because she can't really be audience identification because she's an alien. Um, was she just to bring the young teenage girls in to watch? I don't were, know. Were any girls watching Doctor Who at that point? Was anyone watching Duck 2 at that point? Yeah. I'd given up at that point. I was watching Buck Rogers. Yeah, I think I was as I, well. Yeah, I was, I was watching Buck Disco dance his way across the floor. And know? would rather watch that, yeah. 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 So, I mean, is it going to be difficult then for you to come up oh. with a story for her? Also, we've forgotten the major companion. What, Chameleon? No, Canine. How have I forgotten Canine? I've forgotten him as well. He's not in my list. Nor am I. And you know what, what made me think of him? Buck what? Rogers, Tweaky. 
made you think wouldn't robots. It be good? My brain went, wouldn't it be good if Tweaky was a companion? Oh, he had a robot, didn't he? Oh, God, we've oh, forgotten Kane. Um, we'll go back to Kane. Let's finish Nissa. Oh, right. um, uh, uh, yeah, I'll finish Nissa. She's bland. No story for her. Um, Favourite story? Oh, I think she works very well in Keeper of Traken. Because she's not written as a companion in that. She's oh, a character. Okay, As soon as she joins the TARDIS crew, she just becomes bland. To the point where they just write her out of stories. Like, oh, she's asleep. <laughs> she's tired. She's a... mm. All right. Keeper of truck and it is... Yep. But where are we going? The Pharos project on Earth. But I've got to set the exact coordinates. Earth is in sector 8023 of the third quadrant. The temporal settings are laid in on this panel. It always looks so easy when the Doctor does it. Patrick the Scammer. We're beyond space and time. That must be the entropy field. Where's the Earth? I can't see it. It's there. Earth's galaxy has a few more hours left. Adric? I can't see Traken. Traken should be. Even see Matilla Oriensis. My master killed my stepmother, and then my father, and now the world that I grew up in. Rotted out forever. Um, something I forgot to say yet again um, is when we were talking about Adric. Would you like to see Adric come back? No. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. he could, you know. He could do, yeah. Oh my goodness! What about if he came back and he became a permanent new companion? What the doctor goes and rescues him? Yeah. F uh, from dying. Yeah. Could do. Oh god. Yeah. All right. Are we doing K9 or are we yes, doing Tegan next? Um, okay, let's do Tegan and then we'll come back to K9. Don't right. forget K9. Poor old K9. All right. Um, Hang so, on, hang yeah. on. You didn't put Nissa on your list. Oh, um, she goes just below Victoria. Just below Victoria. Yeah. Okay. She's bland as bland can be, but I still prefer her to Susan. What does that tell you? See, I, I find her incredibly bland, and oh, I've got her very, just above yeah. Adric. Yeah, I think that's fair, I think. Okay. Um, all right, then. With Tegan, let's talk about Tegan. What's your, what's your favourite Nissa story? There isn't one. I don't okay. like her at all. She's just she, she, she's just so. Do you, when you try and think blind. of it, do you just have like a, a blank spot in your brain, just a black cloud? You go, what's going on? Yeah, and, and I know we've discussed it already that on her leaving story, she was wearing an outfit to be something for the dads, and I don't yeah. remember it um, because so she's that yeah. bland. She's very bland. We're, we're entering the beige period of Doctor Very Man. beige, and, and for me, in the, at least in the 70s, uh, that applies to Tegan as well. 
Yes, so Tegan joins. So uh, she's a, an air hostess. That Literally, that's her character. Australian air hostess, that's the entire character. Um, Janet Fielding at least tried to put a bit of effort in, um, in making her, air quotes, feisty. Uh, unfortunately, it just made her annoying. It just come across um, as gobby to me. Gobby, yeah. Mouth on legs, I think uh, she was described yeah. as quite accurately. But yeah, the master shrinks her... Uh, I mean, we've gotten to the point now where characters are introduced. She break her car breaks down, and she tries to call for help in the TARDIS. I mean, we're back to what they were thinking up on spur of the moment for Dodo. Yeah, you know, it shows the thought. I don't, I don't know why he was plastering in the uh, the companions. I mean, this was this was um, they wanted JNT wanted an Australian companion because he thought he could get uh, a trip trips to, to Australia. Australia. <laughs> um, for the same reason he introduced Perry later on. Um, and that sort of sums up Tegan. She was introduced because he fancied a free holiday. Um, her characterization, because we only see her in the 70s in Logopolis, um, really. And it just, yeah, she's just annoying. Is she the first companion to actually have a, a member of the family? Um... Nobody else. No, Adric had a brother that got killed. Oh yes. Yeah. But we don't see him, do we? Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's see, one such of the, a long time. Yeah. He's actually a better actor right. in Full Circle. I wish they'd have killed Adric and kept him. Um, I think it would have been good if they'd have had Tegan get shrunk and kept Aunt Vanessa. Imagine an old <laughs> lady, an old angry Brow Australian beating lady. Tom. Yeah. He would have regenerated quicker, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'm off. Um, yeah, Tegan, favourite story, she's only in one, but I'm not going to choose Logopolis because it's utter bollocks. Um, yeah, so I can't choose a favourite story for All Tegan. All right, okay, no Tegan. Um, Tegan has come back, and boy, wasn't that a joy. Oh, God. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I know that, um, uh, I know that uh, the actress had a lot of medical issues and stuff like that. But how do you forget how to act? Yeah, it's it, it was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's like, what's going on? Say what you want about Sophie Aldred, she fitted back into that character, remembered how to play it, and acted. Um, but yeah, it, it was so bizarre. She all Janet she Fielding was doing. Forgot it. Yeah. yeah, her her performance, if you want to call it that, was no different than when you see her on the Talking Head things on uh, on the DVD. She's I was just... literally just going to say that. Yeah, it's so so. If you watch the Talking Head stuff on the, the DVDs, they do that sofa thing behind yeah. the sofa, and something will come up on screen, a monster, and she'll go. She'll do this over exaggerated, uh, sort of ex- exclamation face, and that's all she was doing in the program. Yes, that's exactly it what was, she's doing. Yeah, I um. I wasn't impressed at all when she came back. What about if Nissa had come back? I think that would have been better. Maybe she did come back, but she's yeah. so unmemorable yeah. we've forgotten it. She was actually stood in every scene, but you can't <laughs> see her because she's so bland. <laughs> um, no, I, I quite like Sarah Sutton, I think, and I've seen other stuff, you know, BBC drama series with all her, these things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disparaging the actor. No, no, no. no. You know. Except Apart Matthew from uh, yeah, and and Tegan in the return yeah. um, last month. All right, uh, let's uh, wrap this up then with 
the criminally forgotten uh, K9. How K- could we have yes. forgotten K9? I know. Um, I suppose perhaps do some people question whether he's a companion? I mean, because otherwise, is a sonic screwdriver a companion? But K9's got personality, and personality goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, introduced in um, Invisible Enemy as a one-off. Uh, and this was this was a this was a chameleon that works because it was a razor control uh, model. Um, it worked noisily though. Very noisy, yeah. I mean, if if you if you uh, there's a couple of documentaries about K9 uh, from the time, and they show the workings, and it's is literally Meccano. It, and, yeah, it is Meccano. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, K9. I remember when K9 started. I loved him. He's one of those characters you should hate. Because it's so, so um, manufactured, isn't it? Mm. I don't mean the dog was a manufactured computer. I mean it's it was designed to appeal to the Star Wars audience, to people that like R two D two and C three PO. But I think they really, really, really lucked out in getting John Leeson to do the voice. Yes, yes. Because um, again, one of the few people that Tom Baker seemed to like. Uh, there was definitely chemistry, and he put his all into it. I love the fact that. During rehearsals, he would crawl about on all fours as the dog. Yes, <laughs> brilliant. Um, but yeah, K is great. I wanted a K nine uh, for my uh, O level. I did build a K nine out of cardboard. Um, he, he was just great. Did you have the Palatoy one? I did. Yeah, I had the talking one. I had the Palatoy one. Um, and then it's when the character option ones come out, they've got about three in the attic, the quarter, uh, the quarter scale mm-hmm. ones. But I would love a full size one, wouldn't you? That'd be good. Yeah, radio controlled one as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know there is a K9 collectors, you know, forum thing and everything. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I like K9, but I always. Uh, when I think of K9, I, I, I can't help but think about when it all got a bit silly. So, you know, he's got laryngitis in one yeah. story. Or I think about the times they've got to come up with a convoluted reason why he can't leave the TARDIS because yeah. the, the ground's the, not flat enough. Yeah, this this is the, the, the problem with K9 as a character. Is this is a character that's, that's armed and is very capable. So he solves every issue that you've got. So you have to think up more and more convoluted ways to keep him out of the action so you get things where his powers run down or like you say he's got laryngitis. And they rapidly realised that um, that it, it, he couldn't travel very fast and he couldn't go over matchsticks, let alone uneven terrain. <coughs> and in some of the stories they pull him along on wires and it's so painfully obvious. So yeah, again, a, great, a good character. I really like the character, but totally unsuited for the format mm. um, but like you say he was never meant to be an ongoing character no, no, it was no, a one off studio story, bound yeah. story and he works yep. fine on a flat BBC studio yeah. floor yeah you know he doesn't work in a quarry um, but yeah he's good and we know what it would be like if he came back yes yeah. it was very good it was very emotional yeah um, I wish that, I sort of wish that of because uh, he got his own spin-off, Canine uh, and Company. And Company. Um, but I, I sort of wish that they had of just killed him off in uh, school reunion, mm. but instead of keep bringing out these new canines. Um, but then no one ever dies in New Who, do they? Nope. You just bring them back if you want to. Yeah. Um, I bet can, he'll be yeah. in the 60th anniversary. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I reckon so. He could be the new doctor. Be cheaper. Um, I haven't placed him anywhere. I'm just thinking. Um, what of a story for him? Well, a, a story and a placement oh, in the companion okay. list. Um, I'm going to put him. I'm going to put him between Joe and Polly. Between Joe and Polly, yeah, because okay. he did have. A, you're right. He did have a lot of problems in that he was just overpowered <laughs> for yes. the story or premise. Uh, favorite story is a difficult one because I hadn't thought about it at all. Um, I'm trying to think which ones. I, I quite liked him in Creature from the Pit, um, but that was that wasn't John Leeson, was it? He could, we forget to say he um, John Leeson left for a bit and he was replaced by David Greeley. Yes, uh, who sounded almost but not quite entirely unlike John Leeson. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say the Sunmakers. I did enjoy him in that. Okay. Even simple one-dimensional chess exposes the limitations of the machine mind. <laughs> Bishop to Queen Six. Mistress? There. Affirmative. Check, Master. What? Machine mind computes mate in six moves. Rubbish! Leader, keep still. And shut up, I'm trying to concentrate. Your move, Master. I know it's my move. Don't flash your eyes at me. Wrong square. What? Your king, Master. Wrong square. Really? Are you sure? Affirmative. Doctor, can I speak now? What? All right, if you must. What is it? Well, the column has stopped moving. So? It is not important. What? We might have gone right through the time spiral. Why didn't you tell me? I tried to, but you, you didn't. Tell me. I did. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. That confounded pig. It's always jamming things up. Stay calm. Um. All right. Some makers. Make a note of that because I've got. To, I'm making notes of these because I've got yeah. to put the sound clips in. Um. I put K9. Where did I put K9? I put K9 just below Barbara. Oh right. Okay. As okay. you can see, poor. Uh, if she beat Barbara, poor Barbara. No, no, Barbara beats K9. Uh, but you didn't put where you would put Tegan. I'll tell you where I'll put Tegan. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Tegan uh, above Adric. One above Adric. One above Adric. All right. Put Tegan there. All right, I put Tegan just above Nyssa. Yeah. All right. I suppose, yeah... Uh, I could see why you would do that because she's at least, I suppose, memorable. Yeah. But for me, not in the right way. No. All right. So basically, your bottom three at the bottom of the pile is Adric. Yep. Followed by Tegan, followed by Katarina. All right. That says a lot that the um, that the... they came below. Yeah. Uh, and my bottom three is Adric, Nissa, Tegan. So the last three of the 70s are at the very bottom of my list. All right? Wow. And then your top five are... One, two, three, four, five. Right. Number In first place, you've got Jamie, Ian and Leela. Yep. Second, no, that's, uh, 
that's a TARDIS I'd want to see. It is, isn't it? Second Give place. yourself up, young lady. <laughs> second place, you've got Liz Shaw. Yep. Third place is Sarah Jane and Harry. Yep. Fourth place is both Romanas. Fifth place, Stephen. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Yep. And then my top five goes Jamie, Harry, Joe Grant and Sarah Jane. Fourth place, Leela. Fifth place, Ian. So I've got yep. one character from the 60s hanging on in there um, in yep. the top five. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Do you think when we go to the 80s, do you think it will be so heavily weighted to the top? I think it still will be, yeah. yeah. But what's going to be interesting in the 80s, of course, is we're going to have to put Nissa, Tegan yeah. and Adric back on yeah, again. Do they get better? Yes. You've got to wait three yeah. months or so uh, to yes. find that bit out. Yeah. But, I, I'm, uh, just, I'm, I'm fascinated as to where you'll put Melanie Bush. <laughs> Well, that will be in about what yes. is like three months or something about like that. About three months, yeah. It'll be Christmas around will about, be long gone. Christmas, yeah, we'll, we'll be heading towards Easter, I think, yeah. next time we come round to do these. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's us done for this evening, all right? Yeah, yeah let, us, let us know your, uh, your lists if you've been keeping up. If you're still listening, it feels like it's about three hours long, this. But, yeah, if, if you're still listening, let us know your lists. Yeah. Have yeah. we misjudged? Adric, Tegan and Nissa. Are we missing something? People might have turned off after about li- the Leela yeah. point. Um, people might have turned off, you know. All no right. one's going to get turned off by Leela. <sighs> no. Or Romana Mark 1. True. Mm, yeah. All right. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Enjoyed that one. Oh, before we go, you've got to announce yeah. our next one. Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah, so... Um, seventh Doctor. Seventh Doctor. Uh, we're get, getting close to the end on this. So this one, let's give you a clue. Um, this story might leave you an empty husk. I think there's only two stories left, isn't there? There is, yeah, but which do you think well, one I would of have the... made a pussy joke, wouldn't I, now, if it was survival? One of, yes, you would. You wouldn't be able to help yourself. Well, one is survival. The other one is the... I don't think I've seen it, and it is oh. called... What is it called? Um, Ghostlight. Ghostlight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you've never seen it. Oh, oh, no, no, I'm thinking about it. That, that's got old chummy who we've just been talking about um, um, on um, something or other. Um, you've yeah. lost it, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, that's... I have seen it, and I think I watched it once. You know, the, not Stratford Johns, the other bloke. We were just talking about Ian him Hogg. on... The, no, well, mm-hmm. where, where, when we're talking about the King's Demons, you know, the King of the Castle. Oh, yes, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's him, isn't it? What the hell? Yeah, Off of Z-Cars, yeah. yeah I think I've seen it once. Yeah. I think I've um, seen it once. On yeah, transmission. This is, this is going to be really interesting for you then, because I've got a question for you. So while you're watching this, uh, here's my question, see if you can answer it. What the fuck is it about? <laughs> Well, I will try and answer that next time. Yes. All right. But it will be in two weeks' time, folks. Um, it's yes. Be, we've been a long time away. Apologies for that. But, uh, yeah, for the time being, it's still every other week. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks, and I might have the answer for Ian. All right? Yeah, two, two weeks to watch three episodes. I think I Is it only three episodes? Yeah, it's a three episode. It's that weird period where they decided to go for three episodes. Okay. 
Oh, that just doesn't work, I don't think. But it's shorter. It know, works for me with Sylvester. Yeah, if there's yeah. one ep- one less episode. Yeah, definitely works for me. Um, all right, okay, folks. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, see you in two weeks. All nice right. one. Cheers, Thanks, then. Bye. Bye.